Hi, I'm Liz Kapko, and I'm the host of the L Podcast. This podcast is all about L's, so letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are, what we want out of life, and how the hell to get there, leveling up in life, and most importantly, learning to love ourselves in the process. So let's go. Good morning. Happy Thursday. It's time for another episode. Today, I wanted to talk about, (laughs) I don't know if you can hear my dog in the background, but I wanted to talk about something that I realized later into my 20s is actually something that's super, super powerful, and that is something that you already have, and that is the power of storytelling. And I know you're already thinking, Liz, no one wants to hear what I have to say. Who cares about little old me? Well, you're obviously listening to my podcast, so you care about what other people have to say, right? You care about hearing other people's stories because you resonate with them and because you can learn from them, you can um, empathize. And so hearing someone else's story can be really, really powerful. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize this until later in my 20s. And it all really started with my own diabetes journey. So I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes back in 2014. So years ago, it feels like. Um, So it's been about eight to nine years now. (laughs) Don't ask me to do math. It's too early. But uh, years ago. And so I had already known, I already knew what diabetes was. Um, I'm Mexican American. My, a lot of my family members have type 2 diabetes. So I knew what it was and I kind of knew what the lifestyle was like. You have to take medications. You have to watch what you eat. I, I knew those things, but when I was diagnosed, it was different and it was different in a sense of it's, if you don't know anything about diabetes, let me introduce you. So type two diabetes is, first of all, it's not the quote unquote bad diabetes. There's multiple types of diabetes, type one, type two, late adult onset of type one. Um, there's more than one, there's more than two types. I can share some information on like details, but what I didn't realize was that it's a very personal disease. It's a chronic illness and what works for one person might not work for another person. So whatever worked for my mom and my aunts and my grandma for their diabetes didn't necessarily mean it was going to work for me. And so that, that alone can make you feel very alone, right? To know that crap, this, you know, this is helping other people, but it's not going to help me. I'm different. Right. And so for the first, probably three years of my diagnosis, I felt very alone. Um, you don't, diabetes is something that you can't see. And similar to like a lot of mental health illnesses, you don't see them. You don't see what depression looks like. You don't see what anxiety looks like. You know, we hide it well. At least I try I try to for a long time. Um, I'm very open about it now. I share selfies of me crying all the time, like not for attention, but to show what it looks like. Um, but for diabetes, it can be hard because a lot of it's on the inside, right? We, there's no, 
there's nothing on the outside to see that says, oh yeah, I have diabetes. I mean, now I have a glucose monitor on my arm. So you can see, you can see the medical device on my arm. So like you can kind of tell now, but it would be really hard for me to, you know, have people understand like, why is she so tired? Why is she working out so much? Why, you know, why, why, why? And it's because, you know, people didn't know I had diabetes until I told them. And it also didn't help that I was diagnosed at the age of 23, which is pretty young for someone to be diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. I think historically it's been diagnosed in older people. Um, and not that that means that only older people get it. It could be that they we just weren't testing it in younger people. And, you know, we wait until there's more severe symptoms. And that's usually, you know, later on after years of it going untreated and unnoticed. But getting slightly off topic here, I can talk about diabetes all day. But I realized that I felt very alone and that I felt in this aloneness, loneliness, I aloneness, <laughs> making up words now. In this loneliness, I felt that um, I was becoming very hopeless, that nothing was ever going to work for me, that I was, you know, the exception to anything that would work for people with diabetes. And that really, really messed with my mental health because I, you know, I started in this kind of downward spiral of nothing's going to work. Why even try? There's nothing worth, you know, living for at that point, because I'm just destined to be this sick person for the rest of my life. And I'm guessing you can kind of sense that, you know, that's a really shitty outlook on life. And so my depression was really bad. And so I started slowly retreating, you know, making myself smaller, hiding at home, not really going out because then if I try to go out with friends, you get the, well, you know, are you supposed to have that? You have diabetes. Well, yeah, Karen, I know what I'm supposed to and not supposed to have, but thanks for your concern. And so I just, instead of having those conversations or having to explain myself over and over again, why I'm not having 20 beers, why, you know, I have to go work out, why I have doctor appointments all the time. I just avoided going out. I avoided having to explain myself to have to have these conversations over and over and over again, because it's, it's reliving that experience of my initial diagnosis. And so it's exhausting mentally and emotionally. And so I, I just stopped going out, stopped, you know, asking friends to hang out um, and stopped accepting invitations to go out. So I literally isolated myself um, and it finally, I don't, I don't quite remember at what point I was like, fuck this. I need to do something about it, like positively instead of just, you know, pity partying myself. But once I started really focusing on my own health journey, I decided to share it. And that's where my Instagram account started. I started out as fit Latina 78. That was my original IG handle. And I started sharing my health journey. And it was mainly focused on 
kind of like weight loss, trying to get healthy. It wasn't too diabetes focused because at that point I was still trying to figure out how the hell to manage my own diabetes, let alone tell people how to manage theirs. And I still don't do that because it is so different. You know, I don't want to ever tell people do exactly what I'm doing and you'll get the same results because that's not true. And so I started sharing, you know, my sweaty selfies, pictures of my meals, you know, venting when I needed to, when I was frustrated that I've been eating salads all day, every day for a month and I gained weight. What the hell? <laughs> and so from sharing my story, I started making friends online that resonated with it, that were like, yes, I totally get this. I feel the exact same way. Thank you for sharing. And after doing that for probably about a year or two, I was like, oh, I should probably keep sharing because not only do people feel connected with me, you know, people I've never met, people across the world that I've never met, I feel like we have this bond because we've gone through something similar. And it made me realize that I should be doing this with more parts of my life because, you know, we're, we're multifaceted people, right? We're not just one thing. We were multiple things. We wear multiple hats. And so I started sharing my experience with my mental health. And that I think has been the biggest help. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I started this podcast was because I, I realized that having any sort of illness, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, it can feel like you're alone. But the matter of the fact is that you're not. There's someone somewhere that might not be going exactly through what you're going through, but can understand. And that finding someone that can understand can mean the difference of life or death for some people. You might post a picture of your pet saying that, you know, this is my reason for living today. Someone might see that and it'll give them hope that, oh, maybe there's something in my life that's worth living for today. And that is why I started this podcast. And that is why I continue to share my story. I mean, maybe there's no one out there that really cares about what I do or don't do. But the fact that there might be one, just one person that this could help, one person that this could change their day, change their outlook, change their life, that is worth it. And so I want to encourage you to start sharing your story in whatever form that feels for you. So for me, it's sharing it on social media, being very transparent. It's, you know, doing this podcast. But for you, if that's too much, if you're like, Liz, I can't put myself out there. I don't like taking selfies. My arm's weird. I don't reach. I get that. You don't have to do all the things. You don't have to do what I do. But start sharing your story with even just talking to your partner. Start telling some of your past with them. Start telling them some of your fears. Start telling them about your goals and aspirations in life. You know, start telling someone because you never know who is going to benefit from it, who it might help. And so I, I started sharing kind of my mental health journey. 
And that has been one of the most rewarding things, you guys. Like, I've connected with some amazing people that I've learned from that have given me hope when I've lost my own. And it's, yeah, it's been life-changing. And after sharing my mental health journey, I realized, holy crap, I've overcome a lot of things in life. I should also share, you know, how the hell I got a PhD because that's not apparently something that everyone does. And so I, whenever I have the opportunity, I talk to classes. I'll talk to freshmen about, you know, if you want a career in STEM, here's what I did and here's what you can do. And, you know, if there's anything else I can help you with, or if you have any questions, please let me know. And I'm happy to talk about it. And I've met some wonderful students that are now off in college doing great things, you know, are working for NASA, are doing, I don't know, way better than I ever thought I would ever do. So like, I'm so thankful that, you know, these kids are our future. (laughs) They say kids because I'm like 31 going on 80, but you get my point. And so I, I, I see storytelling as a way of giving back because we've all had people help us in life, right? We've all had certain privileges, like being able to go to therapy, being able to um, afford coming out of an abusive relationship, whatever your privilege is, and we all have them. So take a moment to really think about what your privileges might be. Mine would be that I was able to get a higher education, that I was able to afford going to therapy, that I had these other resources that helped me through very difficult times in my life. And I feel like part of owning that privilege is giving back and doing that through storytelling. And what that looks like is whenever something comes up in therapy that really, really resonates with me, that has really, you know, helped me develop a better habit, helped me you know, become a better version of myself, help me overcome some of my past trauma. I try to share that on my social media. I try to share that in this podcast because someone out there might be struggling that doesn't have access to a therapist, that doesn't have the ability to have the resources for personal development that could help them. And so if I'm getting these resources because of my privilege, you better believe I'm going to share it with everyone because I don't want them to have to pay. I don't want them to have to wait months and months trying to get an appointment just so they can start working on themselves. And so this power of storytelling is such a beautiful thing because it allows you to connect with people that you never even thought you could connect with. You know, your neighbor that is divorced and has four kids and you know wants to just be a trophy wife, yeah, you might feel like you have nothing in common with her. But what you don't know is that she suffered through postpartum depression and has suffered with depression all her life. And okay, I can resonate with that, but I never would have known that if I hadn't talked to her and shared, either have her share that she went through that and I shared that I also went through something like that. And so now we have something in common. And sharing our stories, not only does it help us not feel alone, but it helps us connect with other people. And I think that is something that we really need right now. Um, 
wherever you're listening from, you probably know that the U.S. is kind of a shit show, right? We're super divided because of politics, because, yeah, because of politics. That's pretty much the biggest thing is, you know, we're super divided because of what party you are. Who did you vote for? You know, do you wear a mask? Don't you wear a mask? So there's been a lot of division in the past couple years. And we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to make assumptions about people without really knowing them. And that's that's the perfect recipe for a lot of hatred. Um, and And that's unfortunate because there's already a lot of hatred out there. We shouldn't you know, be adding more ingredients to make a bigger pot. And not that this podcast is going to fix that on its own, but if everyone just started talking to each other a little more, started sharing their stories more, that open communication, you'd be surprised how big of a difference that can make. So don't ever underestimate what an impact your story can make on someone on the community, on this US shit show, right? You never know. And so I always try to share my story on my mental health struggles, on my diabetes journey, on new medications. And yes, it can be exhausting to always put myself out there to you know, be on display because that, that can lead to, you know, you're asking for criticism. You put yourself out there. You're asking people to analyze every little thing about you, every little thing about your life. And that's scary. I think I've been very fortunate that I don't think I have a very big following. So I haven't had that many criticisms and stuff, but I know that with time it'll probably happen. And I'm not the first person it's going to happen to, and I'm not the last. But the DMs that I get from people saying, oh my God, this episode really resonated with me, or the amount of people, you guys, that send me pictures and reels of raccoons because they know I love raccoons, that makes my day. If you send me one today, I will love you forever. (laughs) But... I've become really good friends with people that I've never even met in person because of I because I started sharing my story and we connected through it. And I think everyone right now just needs we need more friends, right? We need someone that understands what we're going through that maybe doesn't totally understand but at least is empathetic towards it. Is willing to listen and is willing to share their story back like that that is amazing when someone hears a podcast episode or sees one of my posts and then messages me privately to share yeah i lost my mom to cancer too and i totally understand what you're going through and they give me you know a verse from the bible that can make my whole damn day And that's what I want for everyone. I want everyone to have a friend that they've never met that just knows exactly when to send them the right words of encouragement, the right words of wisdom, the right words of hope. 
because that's what causes change. And when we're all causing change together, that's when communities change, right? And that's when we actually start making change towards a progress that we want. So if you've been thinking about sharing your story and you're not quite sure where to start, how to start, let me know. I'm more than happy to give you a few ideas, some pointers on, you know, where you can start. Um, I would even just love to listen to your story and hear where you've been, what you've been through, how you've overcome it, what your goals are. I love all things goals. So please send me a message telling me what your goals are. Um, because I think a lot of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, probably have some similar goals. So share your story, listen to other people's story, and let's start connecting. Start connecting to start creating the change that we want. So I'll see you guys next Thursday. Have a good week. this podcast was helpful, please share it with a friend, with a coworker, with a neighbor, with the stranger down the road. Uh, help me spread this knowledge as far as possible because we all sometimes need a friend that's there for us, that's looking out for us. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening in and I'll talk to you next time.